My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that has email sign-offs to make you sound less like a pushover and more like the God of the Old Testament. (laughs) Okay, so when we get to the lemons and the lemonade, that will... (laughs) Like, that will have been <laughs> synergy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Love it when I accidentally create synergy in the brand <laughs> environment for churn and purge. And also, fourth quarter numbers are are higher than they've ever been. Because we're like a family, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this other podcast that I listened to. Yeah. This one guy in it is like he's compiled a list of movies that he's never seen that he feels like he needs to see and he's working his way through mm-hmm. them. And so every week he like gives you an update on like usually he, lists, he usually he watches two movies a week and right now he's working through Fast and the Furious. <laughs> and so he's talking about those movies every week and I've only ever seen the first one and I don't remember like anything about it. So it's just like fucking hilarious to hear somebody like talk about that and Mm -hmm. i think it was tokyo drift he watch i guess there's like a different order for the to watch them in like yes or like in the timeline as opposed to like how they came out yes so he watched tokyo drift even though that's number three like sixth or something i don't fucking know whatever anyway but the point is is that he was like that was a stupid movie there was no Dom. There was no Rock. I did not care. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, synergy again, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. You, you couldn't already tell. We have a guest. Hi. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny it back. Jenny. It me. Welcome I'm back. Here. We missed yes. you. Yes. So... I don't even know what I'm doing. Anyway. To <laughs> <laughs> any of us. Oh, that's exactly. Exactly. Yesterday, Jenny was asking me, like, the questions about the format and, like, how I was prepping, things to think about while I was prepping for the pot. And I was like, You make it pot. sound like I asked <laughs> highly detailed questions. I think the point was, where do you want me to talk? Yeah. Because you probably have a lot of things you want to say about the main topic. <laughs> I just want my goalposts. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Talk when you want to. Say as much as you want to. I don't care. I don't That's prep. That's kind of how I the podcast works. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you just, to to talk when you feel like you want to talk. Yeah. So just, I just peek but I know the I know that Amelia has a lot of thoughts and feelings <laughs> about Lizzie Bennet Diaries. So. I just don't want to like steal thunder, you know. You, no, no, no. Thunder. But yeah, so Lightning let's. In the before we get there, Sherrick, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I'm getting back into the groove of things. Blue is being a little, a little silent gremlin who enjoys scratching me when at the exact moment that i do not want to be scratched (laughs) like when i go to put on my shoes she's like oh would you like a scratch perchance sir and i'm like no i would not and they were like she's like great here are four of them (laughs) (laughs) consecutive four consecutive scratches in fact 
please tip your waitress. And I'm like, God damn it, Blue. But no, living with her is great. We have decorations up. We're more decorated, I think, than we've ever been in terms of house stuff. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that we we lost the faux fireplace in the move. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I think Steph's enjoying it. She sent me a text being like, thanks for making me get this house. And I was like, I didn't make you do anything. But, you know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so I'm having a pretty good time. What about you? Oh, I'm good. Not much going on. Work's pretty quiet right now, which is kind of nice. Got a holiday work party next week. Mm-hmm. So fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't really had to do much, which is nice. Oh, what else? What else? Um, I dyed my hair pink. You can't really tell. Oh, okay. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. I should say I dyed parts of my hair pink, not all of it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I know that my my uh, situation isn't the best, but, you know, it looks good. Your hair looks good. So, yeah. Well, it's super dirty right now but this is a this is an only this is only a visual medium to you two so sorry <laughs> sorry listeners anyway yeah that's about all i have going on jenny how was your week mm-hmm. my week it's pretty good i guess you know uh we're doing a big family trip to see my my brother's family who live in a different state and so lots of prep activities and christmas present stuff and and all that and cookies um, cookies uh (laughs) you know on the work side it's been a little more stressful i ended up having to take on some responsibilities of project financials which uh, is not like a natural activity for my brain so it's it's like math homework back in school where it took me like i could do it okay but it took me three times as long as any of my other homework um and i you know you know, I have, I have a team member on, on my other, my, cause I'm a consultant and I have a back office manager role and, uh, you know, may have to let someone go at the end of the week, which won't be fun, but you know, part of being a manager. Yeah. So. Unfortunately. And in this case, it really is not having roles, you know, for them. So it's not really a performance or anything wrong with them. So it's, right. it's even more kind of sad. <laughs> But, you know, what do you do? Yeah. So, so yeah, just lots of, lots of, you know, trying to get, get things checked off the to-do list, really. Mm-hmm. Be ready to be gone, so. Nice. Yeah, that'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to... People on the internet may make you afraid or make you want to blow them up with a grenade. Instead, let's make lemons into lemonade. This is the part of the podcast <laughs> where I find something. I love that we all know that we're in an audio medium, and yet we all just made faces silently. At the yes. <laughs> I always make like a gesture or a face or something that like indicates like, oh, I'm taking a pause for Jam to put the, <laughs> the jingle in. <laughs> um, and Sherrick usually. Uh, silently laughs at me um (laughs) but yeah this is the part of the podcast uh where i find something on the internet usually tiktok where somebody takes something not great and makes it maybe a little bit better 
this is definitely a dark humor, but I think as office workers, we will maybe appreciate it. So. Here we go. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Man's is spitting, I guess. Uh <laughs> So it's it's uh it's a gentleman who's like I think every work meeting should just start like we're all gonna die and <laughs> none of this really matters so like let's keep that in mind before we all get like too worked up <laughs> just to set the tone just to be like hey, you know like I said it's a dark humor but you know is, meetings much, can be funny. terrible and when people get like really upset in meetings or worked up it's a lot. And sometimes some perspective is nice. So, yeah, I just found it I mean, funny. I think that that's applicable to not just meetings. I was oh, recently yeah. talking to someone because it's end of the year. So we're starting planning for meetings for next year. And so anytime that you have, you know, the executives involved, you have to have an, mm-hmm. what we refer to as an admin call with all of the admins for all mm-hmm. of these executives to try to coordinate schedule to find dates that work for these meetings. Mm-hmm. And I used to have to do that in my role and and just how many times the admins had this attitude of like, well, but my person is more important. Like their mm-hmm. schedule matters more. It's just sort of like we just we need to talk financials. Like we have to have this meeting. <laughs> right. We have to find a time and yeah. I I'm know. just trying to schedule it. I don't care. I just <laughs> just Right. Right. Yeah. So much so much of office work is like that. Yeah. I so many times at my job now the operations uh the well she's like VP or something I don't know is like oh man we got to move the flatbed truck because we don't want clients to come in and see that behind the desk client comes in looking like he just walked out of the fields at a farm like I don't mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we going to die? Are we going to die because the guy in jeans and Carhartt coming from Bachman's is going to like freak out? I probably shouldn't have named Jack, but and I don't even <laughs> think that's right. But like it was a greenhouse or something. So, yeah, it's just like, calm down. It's going to be fine. Yes. The guy from the gardening and landscape supply store probably doesn't care as much about whether the cart with supplies is behind the desk at that particular moment. Yeah, their office is mm-hmm. worse. Oh in yeah, terms for of sure. Stuff being everywhere, so for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, anyway, well, as Jenny alluded to earlier, we are going to be talking about the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, don't worry, because we'll tell you. <laughs> Indeed. So, overview: the Lizzie Bennet Diaries was a web series on YouTube in 2012 and 2013. So this is the 10-year anniversary of it. Wow. And it is a blog-style web series back when I feel like that was, like, the thing to do on YouTube. And I feel like that people don't do that as much anymore or like they're doing something while they're talking and they're not just like sitting and talking and telling you about their life as much anymore so as I was re-watching it I was like wow 
this really takes me back to like old YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, it tells the story of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice modernized through these video blogs. So the main character, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Bennett or Lizzie Bennett, starts this web series, this vlog for her master's degree in mass communications. And it goes from there. Yeah. And it is primarily Lizzie, but you get some of the other characters coming in. A couple of her sisters, she'll call in to do things. Or you'll find out about scenes because they'll do this costume theater aspect and pretend to be uh, in this other moment that happened. Mm-hmm. But And you get a few other characters that come in you know, to the videos every now and then. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So this spawned a few more things they did a brief web series based on an unpublished unfinished unfinished jane austen novel called sanditon yep and then they did one called emma approved which was based on emma and that wasn't so much vlog style as it was documentary kind of yeah more like the officer parks and rec kind of following them around a little bit yeah, or at yeah. least that was why she was filming herself. Yep. Wasn't to post on the internet as blogs, but to, like, share or, like, to keep her business for posterity. Like, yeah. Yep. Things that she okay. did for posterity. So, but this Lizzie Bennet was, and I think, wasn't there, there was one called, like, Frankenstein MD, I think, that was based on Maybe Mary Shelley's I... Frankenstein. But yeah, I never it wasn't it one. wasn't part of the Jane Austen adaptation world. So right. I, never, I didn't. Really it was the same <laughs> like people that did it. But yeah, I didn't watch that one. But I mean, this this adaptation, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries was the most, I think, watched and, and well received. I think it even won a special arts Emmy. Right. Yeah, it did. Oh, win, really? It did win an Emmy. Yes. For let me find it because I'm going to pull it up and then I forgot. It won. No, it wasn't a Creative Arts Emmy. It was a Primetime Emmy. Primetime Emmy. Or no, both. Sorry. Primetime Creative Arts Emmy Award for Outstanding Creative Achievement in Interactive Media, Original Interactive Program. And this is the thing. That's a thing to point out. It was more interactive. There were the videos, but they were released, you know, in a weekly format when they originally came out. Like, she was actually vlogging. Mm -hmm. But then they also had like social media accounts for the mm-hmm. various characters. Yeah. Or companies involved. So and and I can talk a little bit about how the adaptation differed from the actual novel. But, you know, there's a point in the series where, you know, in, you know, she's traveling to Pemberley, which in this case is a digital media company instead of an estate in England, but it's in a different city and at that point their social media accounts were like posting photos of her in San Francisco instead of, you know, so you felt like you could go along for the ride with these characters as they were doing things. Yeah, because there's like a there's like a mention in one of the videos of like Lizzie and a couple of people like sight yeah, like you said, sightseeing in San Francisco, but you don't hear much about it in the videos. But yeah, there was like pictures that were posted. They all had Twitter accounts, I think. Instagram mm-hmm. wasn't really a thing. Yeah, I think it was mostly Twitter. So it was yeah. mainly Twitter and other accounts that, like, don't 
exist anymore. <laughs> okay. But and they yeah. had other like Pemberley Digital, like as a company, also had a YouTube, and so there were a few videos posted on that YouTube channel. And Lizzie's mm-hmm. sister Lydia had her own YouTube channel, so there were other videos on that channel. So you had to like bounce between these channels to get all of the content if you wanted. You were fine watching just Lizzie's, mm-hmm. but you could mm-hmm. get more if you picked up these other channels as well. Can I can I throw something at at, at you real quick, Amelia? <laughs> and yeah. By proxy, Jenny. It is this this affects Amelia a bit more, but this reminds me a lot of uh, a way to segue into Amelia's wrestling corner, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the the wrestling promotion All Elite Wrestling was formed by a group of well, mostly by a group of five different wrestlers that referred to themselves as the Elite, and so they have a a YouTube series or a web series rather called being the elite that a lot of the storylines for various wrestlers would unfold upon. And that actually became like a point of criticism slash a praise for uh, creativity. Cause in some cases wrestling events would, would play out on their like television, like their television show that like was widely available. And some people mm-hmm. will be like, well, okay. So you had to watch being the elite to understand why these two guys are fighting. Like, I don't, like there's no reference to it. They didn't say like, "Hey, if you saw Being the Elite episode 13, this is mm-hmm. what happened." Like they wouldn't bridge that gap. So like mm-hmm. some people would complain and be like, "Oh well, if I don't watch Being the Elite, then I have no idea why this is happening right now." Mm-hmm. But I personally think that that it's kind of cool to have that like way to flesh out the world that you're working in to be like, "Oh yeah, there's like a website." Like I'm trying to think back like way back when, like, and I'll tie it into Animorphs here. Like the sharing used to be like a website that you could actually go to, to be like, oh, this is like the front for like the Yerk Empire on Earth's way to like get Mm -hmm. kids in and by proxy their parents like into the Yerk army. But you could literally go to the website and like it fleshes out the world in a way that I really do appreciate. So it's kind of cool to see that that things like that were happening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think this one, it really was that you could independently watch only Lizzie Bennet Diaries and still get enough of the story to follow along. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you could watch the Pemberley videos, you could watch the Lydia videos and just mm-hmm. have this more complete world that they created for you. Yeah. Yeah. If I did some sort of like, I don't know, a YouTube series, I think I would, that that's the kind of thing that I appreciate to the point where I would want to like plan it out that way. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, and I, I, Let's see, it started in April 2012 and ended in March 2013. So it was basically a year. Mm -hmm. And it was like, quote unquote, in real time. So like she'd post the video as if she like filmed it the day before or whatever and like edited it and put it up so you could kind of follow along and. I remember I didn't start watching it like immediately, but pretty early on, like that summer, I want to say, and then was following along week by week, video by video. And so there was just a lot of like anticipation and stuff, especially because like I'll let Jenny talk more about like, like she said, the the differences between the novel and the and the series. But one major point of the story, no matter how you tell it is that Elizabeth Bennett or Lizzie Bennett and Darcy, William Darcy in this case, or Fitzwilliam Darcy in the novel, like, 
spoiler alert, eventually get together in the end, but they really don't like each other at the beginning. (laughs) If anyone didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're talking about a 200-year-old novel. (laughs) (laughs) With with multiple film and miniseries adaptations that have happened just in our lifetime. (laughs) Right, yeah. So... But you never know. You never know if people don't want to know I mean, that. Spoiler. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm mad because I never read any of that. So you spoiled everything for me. <laughs> but so for the first, like, more than half of the series, she talks about her run-ins with Darcy, but you don't do not meet him mm-hmm. until episode okay. sixty. Yep. And so the anticipation of waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, oh it was boy. really good and they she did such a good job of like because it, it's she's yelling about an interaction she has with darcy in that episode and then at the okay. very end of the episode he like knocks on the door behind her and you don't even see his whole body you just see like torso mainly mm-hmm. behind her and she's just like hey and that's where the video ends (laughs) and so like the anticipation of the video coming out in like four days of actually seeing his face and hearing him speak more than Mm -hmm. hi lizzie (laughs) is was just like oh oh and same thing when they like get together in the end is like he shows up at the end of a video and you're like Mm -hmm. the fuck (laughs) well so yeah but anyway yeah jenny do you want to give us kind of a an overview of the novel with how things have like how things are changed so anyone who who, you know might not have read the novel or has maybe only seen i i think you know in terms of like just a very shortened version the 2005 Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden film version is a pretty faithful adaptation to the storyline itself. So, you know, the book, you know, if you've only seen that, you would have an idea. But, you know, basically Lizzie is one of, in the novel, one of five sisters. And Jane is her older sister, and then Lizzie, and Mary, Kitty, and Lydia. In this case, Mary, in the adaptation for the Lizzie Benedict, Mary is a cousin, not a sister. And Kitty is an actual cat. <laughs> so so there's only three sisters. But still their mother is very focused on getting them married off. She's okay. presented in costume you never meet her, but Lizzie does costume theater and presents her with a very like southern lady accent, you know, with the big hat. Mm-hmm. So it's just and like a sh- culturally like a, yeah. a thing that she would want her daughters to be married. Right. And her dad right. sort of, you know, in both the novel and this adaptation sort of you know, he's tucked away. He's very, you know, more like, I want to be left alone with my books or model trains or, you know, whatever the thing is. I just want to be in my study and be left alone mm-hmm. kind of thing. Sure. I'll go to parties and meet the neighbors if I have to kind of thing. Right. And, you know, so that creates awkwardness. Jane is very sweet. They are presented as not having as much money in the modern adaptation. Jane's working as well as going to school. Mm-hmm. Or working a really terrible job, but it, you know, just trying to make money. And Lydia is this very flighty, you know, kind of self-absorbed character. Just wants to meet cute boys and and do things. I do really love what they do with her in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. They make her a more, like, it's it's any flightiness or self-centeredness is more stemming from youth and inexperience and wanting to 
feel like, you know, she's having fun and, and doing things. And, and you see growth in her character through the Lizzie Bennet diaries in a way that you don't in the novel. Okay. I, I will say I truly do love the, the presentation of Darcy. <laughs> and I, I told Amelia last night, I actually grabbed my copy of the book, which I have a bookmark consistently in the chapter, chapter 11 of the book. As you, you know, they meet, he is initially just very kind of standoffish or curt at best. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has, he flat out basically insults her when he thought she couldn't hear, mm-hmm. I think in both the novel and, and Lizzie Bennet diaries. And at chapter 11 of the book, basically like comes in and spills out like, Hey, I love you. You're going to marry me. Right. And she's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I thought you hated me. me? Yeah. (laughs) And I was actually reading the book because I had, I kind of forgotten that there's all these little moments in the more inner monologue, not the dialogue portions where you get these little moments. Like when he spewed, like he literally, he comes in, in the book, he sits down, stands back up. She has been alone in this house because she feigned being sick because she didn't want to go to his aunt's house where he was. She's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. see him. I'm going to pretend being sick. And then he shows up, sits down, stands up, walks around the room, utter silence, spews out that I'm in love with you. You're going to marry me, basically. And there's a moment in the, in the way it's written in Jane Austen of Lizzie going, I kind of feel sorry for what I'm about to do to him. And then he keeps spewing all of this word vomit of like. I mean, your family's terrible and everyone I know is going to hate the fact that I did this and like I'm proposing to you. But like. It, you're gonna marry me and but like his he says he's so apprehensive but he actually is acting like you're gonna say yes and she's like i don't feel sorry anymore i want to crush you <laughs> <laughs> i mean and that's in austin like that's the yeah. source material so they mm-hmm. do that sort of whole you know play in lizzie bennett diaries as well of of just having this like she really hated him Mm-hmm. But he, his best friend uh, it, in the book is Mr. Bingley, and in Lizzie Bennett mm-hmm. Diaries is Bing Lee, falls in love with Jane, the older sister. Okay. And mm-hmm. you find out at some point that because he thought the family was so unsuitable, Darcy has convinced Bing Lee to leave. So he's split up Jane and this guy that she loved, which Elizabeth finds out before this profession of love so she's like that's no. why she's right. yelling about absolutely right not <laughs> absolutely yeah. not i would and i mean it, there's lines that in many adaptations are almost verbatim from that chapter 11 scene in the adaptations of like you were the last man in the world i would ever get together with mm-hmm. and he's angry but eventually you know he does write a letter Mm-hmm. and tries to explain himself because there is a side note of a character named Wickham who says that he grew up with Darcy and that Darcy treated him very poorly in the case of the book he grew up on the estate he was supposedly supposed to get the parsonage and become the the you know pastor basically on the estate and then he says that once Darcy took you know Darcy's father died Darcy said no and now he has to be a soldier and be poor. And, and you know, Darcy explains that it was actually he 
and they try to handle this very like delicately in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries adaptation, mm-hmm. but that he basically was chasing and potentially, you know, had inappropriate relationship with Darcy's younger sister. Okay. Uh, I just really want to cut in and say that, yeah. that you know, a lot of this, uh, at least that, that situation just feels like I pulled your hair. Don't you realize that I like you? Like, yeah. I'm getting that, that those <laughs> mm-hmm. vibes heavy right. thus well, far. Because so. he does say, like, when he first meets her, yeah, what, at least in the, I don't remember what he says in the book, but in Lizzie Bennet Diaries, like, he and Bing are at a wedding and mm-hmm. they meet at this wedding. And she catches the bouquet and he catches the garter. And so they have to dance. And she's like, she calls it the most awkward dance ever, like multiple times throughout the series. And then later she overhears them talking and Bing is saying like how nice of a time he's having or whatever. And Darcy's like, there's nobody of interest here. And Bing is like, well, what about Lizzie that you just danced with or whatever? And he's like, well, she's decent enough. And then, yeah, he like He's very the most ever... socially awkward person to exist. Right. If you yeah. ever hear me describe someone that I like as decent enough, just old yeller time. Just <laughs> yep. do it because exactly. I don't want to be well, around anymore. And I think too at that at that moment at their first meeting, he didn't want to like her. Like mm-hmm. he didn't like her, but then he spent sure. more time around her. And yeah, I mean, keep yeah, in mind then... this is someone in both the novel and this adaptation is someone who came from a family of wealth and privilege who has been mm-hmm. told his entire life where his status is and right. how he needs to be aware of it and respect it and stay within his lane effectively. Right. When he proposes, he talks about like, like you're not of my class and status. You're not an accomplished woman, basically. Like you should be to marry me, but I can't help it. I love you. Yeah, and, he, and, and also he like your family's terrible and all this yeah. shit. And she's like, okay, Excuse so I'm me. supposed to fall in love with you because my family shit. I'm poor <laughs> and I'm not accomplished. Great, thank you. But also, like he says, you know, when she's going, like, why in the world would you tell me all of that while proposing? Uh-huh. Like she calls him out on it, and he yeah. basically, you know, says, "Well, I hate lying. I, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, you want me to tell you that I think your family's great when it does? Like, it doesn't occur to him to just mm-hmm. not say anything like about her right. family. Like, you could propose without saying anything about her mom, right? You could. You didn't I mean, have I, to bring her I, mom. <laughs> I hear you, I, but I like not defending this fucking dude, but like." <laughs> If he actually felt that way, like, I think it's better that she finds out during then rather than, like, when they're together. And he's just like, oh, by the way, I think your family's trash. (laughs) (laughs) After she says, I do, you know, like. There are people who have brought up, I think, particularly this scene. The fact that, like, Mm -hmm. thinking that it is lying to not say every word in your head. Yeah. And that was kind of like the the point that I was going to follow up They've tried to, like. Di- you know, quote unquote, diagnose this fictional character as potentially being sure. on the autism spectrum. I was gonna say, I, okay. I, I've had that thought without knowing that was like yeah. a thing that other there, people have done. There are whole threads on the internet about okay. trying to diagnose. Say, I bet this. that there are. Yep. Of like maybe. I mean, an Austin wouldn't have that as a reference, you know, as right. the author, but 
But the fact that, like, yeah, wanting to say every thought he has about her family <laughs> instead that of doesn't just... doesn't pick up on a lot of social cues, yeah. Really doesn't pick up on social cues. Yeah. Like, the fact that she's staring at him going, mm. Yeah, I don't... like, giving him a face, no. it's like, what? I don't... No, thank you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. So, in, in Lizzie Bennet Diaries, he doesn't propose. Thank right. God. <laughs> <laughs> There's no marriage, just dating. But, yeah, she... She feigns sick to get out of a Halloween party that she knows he's going to be at. And he shows up and it's like, I have to tell you, I've been hiding this from you for months, but um, I'm in love with you. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's basically the same, the same conversation. Yeah. But yeah, she gets a letter from him like right after that. And he's like, I have a hard time expressing myself in words, so I thought I would write it down. And in this letter, he explains the situation with Wickham, with George Wickham, and says, like, that's where you, well, that's where she finds out that he had something inappropriate going on with his younger sister, with Darcy's younger sister. So in Lizzie Bennet Diaries, he was told by Darcy's father that he would get part of the inheritance to go to school go to college and he tells lizzie and other people earlier that when it came time to do that darcy said no you can't have the money and so that's one of the things that she uses against him is like why would you rob him of his future that's just mean and then you find out in this letter that actually he did get the money and he spent all the money that was supposed to last all four years of college in less than one year and when he came and said can I have more money, please? Darcy said, no. (laughs) I gave you what you were promised and you squandered it and fuck you, basically. (laughs) And later you then find out from Gigi, Georgiana, Darcy, that she had gotten into a relationship with him. They were living together, but she Mm -hmm. knew that her brother would not approve because of that whole situation. But when Darcy did find out, he, like, said he's only living with you and in this relationship to get back at me and for money. And she's like, no, he's not. We're in love and whatever. And he's, like, wrote a check, held it in front of him and said, you know, like, you can stay with my sister or you can have this money. And George takes the money and leaves. So he's an asshole. (laughs) So, so yeah, you find out that in the letter uh, Lizzie does. And in the video, videos, she kind of says, like, I got this letter. And she gives some information, but she's like, I feel like I've said too many things about other people without their consent in these videos. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep confidences in some of this stuff. Yeah. Whereas is- in the novel, his entire letter is included in the yeah. Information. So that's why yeah. the adaptation authors would have that for reference. Right. So she mm-hmm. so she starts to like change her mind a little bit about him, but she's still really mad that he broke up her sister and his friend Bing. But then you sort of don't see either George Wickham or Darcy for a bit, and they kind of go more on this. So the whole time, Lizzie has had this kind of producing partner helping with her editing and, and whatnot for the videos of her best friend, Charlotte. And 
Okay. You you then also meet this side character. In the novel, it is the dreaded distant cousin who is male. So he will inherit the estate because Lizzie's father has only daughters. So Mrs. Bennett is, of course, trying to marry off one of her daughters to this distant cousin, Mr. Collins, in order to, you know, save the estate for within their own family. But he is so annoying. <laughs> He's so annoying and awful. And eventually, because Jane and Bingley were together, she, Mrs. Bennett convinces him to go after Elizabeth, who was like, I would be a horrible wife for you. Like, we would not be happy. This is, no, absolutely not. And he eventually proposes to Charlotte, who accepts. Charlotte is a little older than Lizzie in the books, 27, doesn't think she'd get any other offers, you know, so in the book, agrees to marry him and goes off. And the the connection here is that Mr. Collins is the preacher at the estate of Lady Catherine, who is okay. Darcy's aunt. So it's a small it's a small world. (laughs) But in this case, it's not marriage. Charlotte agrees to go and work at his business. Mm. He is also in in web development, but doing like training videos. Videos. The way they describe these videos, I'm like, what in the world? (laughs) So this is a whole nother set of videos that you can watch where Charlotte's sister Maria is an intern at the company. And she makes these better living with Collins and Collins videos. because Which, like, so why is it Collins and Collins? There's only one Collins. No, no, they explain that. Because I re- just rewatched it. It's his okay. father was... <laughs> oh. Ricky's father was the first investor. So that's why it's Got Collins. Got it. Okay. I forgot that. The whole time I'm like, why is it both? Why is it yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there are these fucking videos that this Maria, her younger sister, makes. And it's like... How to install a luminescent globe or some shit like that. And it's like it's how to, how put to in screw a in a light bulb. Yeah. Like that's it's it's crazy. Yeah. And Collins I, in both I never watch those because they're <laughs> fucking boring as shit. In both the novel and the adaptation, Mr. Collins uses and A, in the adaptation, he wants to be called Mr. Collins. Mm-hmm. Not Ricky. Right. <laughs> Because he thinks it's like too familiar and he's the CEO of this company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in both, he uses more flowery, bigger language than is necessary for communication and just wants to. Even for the time. (laughs) Incredibly obsequious and, you know, deferential to people, you know, but also clearly thinking that he has a very high status of himself. There's the gift that goes around from the 2005 movie version of is of him at the first dinner at the Bennett household where he goes, what excellent boiled potatoes. Very long time since I've had such an exemplary vegetable. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's boiled potatoes, dude. Calm boiled down. potatoes. Uh, but then okay, he asks man. which of his cousins he should compliment the cooking for. And Mrs. Bennett's like, we have a cook. My daughters didn't make this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like, so he's both trying to be complimentary, but is also insulting at the same time. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's rather insulting. Rare, rare. <laughs> Perfect. But also, like, brown nosing like, at the yeah. same time. Okay. Yeah, it is. Whew. And in this case, Lady Catherine, well, not Lady Catherine, but Catherine is an investor. Mm-hmm. So instead of like 
being that he works at her estate, she's an investor in Colin's company. So that's how you still get the connections there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Darcy owns this, you know, digital media company as well. And eventually, because she's doing a mass communications, you know, major, Lizzie ends up kind of visiting and doing kind of internship or kind of checking out the business at Collins and visiting she's Charlotte. Doing, and She's shadowing these yes. different companies and writing up reports about them so she yep. shadows at collins and collins and then she shadows at pemberley digital yep which and it's at she's collins like oh, where I'm she supposed meets to go oh yeah the best friend his darcy's best friend fitz oh you have fitz. to talk about fitz fitz, fitz is one of the best characters <laughs> so in the book his he's what colonel colonel fitzwilliam Fitz yes which is where it gets added confusion because darcy is fitzwilliam darcy but you find out it's because he's like named after his mother's like maiden name so so fitzwilliam is his cousin but fitzwilliam Mm. is the last name gotcha and they're they have a shared aunt of lady catherine Mm. okay and so that's how they meet so in this case they just made him william darcy and his best friend fitz 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 william Mm -hmm. yeah and fitz is a hilarious gay black man with the best hair (laughs) And he loves, like, he loves Darcy, but he also Mm -hmm. loves taking the piss out of Darcy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he'll join in on costume theater to make fun of Darcy. (laughs) Yes. And it is (laughs) so funny. But yeah, he's just like, he's super great. He like bounces into the room and is like, Lizzie B. He's got like puppy energy all the time. Yes. Yes. It's adorable. Yes, it's really great. And then, yeah, when they first meet, Lizzie says something about, like, I think to Charlotte, says something about, like, her mom would probably try to get them together or whatever. And then she's like, until we found out that he was going to dinner that night with his boyfriend. (laughs) And you're like, that's awesome. Which, side note, at one point, somebody asks her, because she does, like, these Q&A videos, somebody asks her, like, well what if one of you one of you and your sisters was gay what would your mom do and she's like oh i don't think it matters to my mom she would still be like mm-hmm. but you're still gonna get married and have babies right <laughs> she'd just be looking for eligible bachelorettes at that point you know yeah, she still wants them to matter. get married <laughs> it's the married and babies part that matters to her mother. right yeah and hopefully somebody rich because they don't have any money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think throughout this and throughout the book, there's an undercurrent of like, we want you to marry rich because we want, because we won't be able to take care of you. Yep. So it comes off as very like gold digging or whatever, but it's actually kind of practical. Yeah. Lizzie does, you know, but, like in her costume theater, she, she does sort of, you know, there's a degree where she's sort of making fun of her parents, but you also find through the videos of like, she does love them. Even mm-hmm. if her mom makes a ridiculous, what is it, cranberry jello with Ooh, green beans in it? Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up because I made a weird reference to that last week. <laughs> and I said that I would explain it. So early, early on, the mom finds like a coupon for these like 
green canned green beans in cranberry juice, which that's not a thing, but whatever. God, I hope not. And buys them. Somebody likes it. I shouldn't shit on people's yums anyway. Sorry. And and makes a jello mold out of it. And her convoluted plan is that Jane is going to bring this over to Bing Lee's house. Right when it's supposed to start raining, according to the forecast. Which is a thing that happens in the book. And wear a beautiful white dress so that it rains, melting the jello and getting all over her dress. So that then she has to come inside and dry off and get changed. And hopefully she'll just stay and marry him. Man. Which who, that actually happened. Not the jello part, this, but it me happens at 11 in the book. years old? What the fuck? <laughs> like in the book, Miss, uh, Miss Bingley, Bing's sister, invites Jane over. And her okay. mother's like, you can't have the carriage. You have to take the horse. Just mm. without the carriage. And it does storm. So then Jane gets a cold and she has to stay at the house for days. And her mother's mm-hmm. like, yay. And Elizabeth goes and takes care of her sick sister, which is how she and Darcy and Miss Bingley all end up in the same space for a little while. Mm-hmm. But and, so that's yeah. an, a part of the adaptation that that is true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Send her over in the rain. She'll, she'll have to mm-hmm. stay there. A <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah. In the. In the adaptation, I really like that they make Bing and Caroline into the Lees rather than the Bingleys, and they're they cast Asian people to play them, which I thought was really great. And then Charlotte is is as well in the book. She's Charlotte Lucas, and in this, she's Charlotte Lou. So yeah, I feel like what else is left of the plot? Well, I think Pretty it's after the, the letter. Right, mm-hmm. that then Lizzie goes to Pemberley uh, to shadow. She didn't realize at the time that she was walking yeah. in to Darcy's place yeah. of business. She just was like, Pemberley Digital is this great media company. I should go. Right. In the book, she's on a, a a trip through the Peak District with her aunt and uncle, and they they say we want to check out this estate. You know, you can go visit estates. And so they, they visit, oh, but he's not going to, he's always in London. Fa- you know, rich men are always in London doing stuff. So of course he won't be there. And then he is, <laughs> which if anyone knows the 1995 Colin Firth adaptation, that is where he came home early and took a dip in the pond and Lizzie and her aunt and uncle come walking out and he comes out of the pond, you know, with his shirt sticking to him. That's that mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> That's where that yeah. came from. In this case, you know, he's just around the office, but Lizzie has gotten to know Gigi and Gigi figures out who Lizzie is mm-hmm. and keeps finding ways to shove her brother in mm-hmm. with Lizzie. Yeah, and in in this version, she like pops into a video and is like, "Hey, so um I need help with my grad school applications." And then they talk and she's like, Okay, and Lizzie's like, "Well, I have to go to dinner." No, I still need your help on my math homework, <laughs> like all this shit. And it's like so bizarre until finally she like gets a text and she's like, "Yes!" and she runs out and like shoves Darcy like in the room and like sits them down and shuts the door. Like, you two are gonna talk. <laughs> oh man! And it's through, and it's through. They're finally Just like deal talking. With it. Basically, but it's through mm. their their talking finally that they sort of get to know each other and 
and they do some things around San Fran, like we talked about earlier, you know, doing the mm-hmm. sightseeing and go to the theater mm-hmm. and stuff. And and she's sort of like, there's this, ep- Amelia was messaging me the episode yesterday. <laughs> there's a particular episode where she like gets a message and she gets up and as she's walking past the seated Darcy, she touches his shoulder and he like yeah. notices. Yeah, like he definitely makes a space like, She's touching me. She's touching me. Mm-hmm. And How I wanted to watch it. How high school can you get on that? I wanted to watch that moment again. And so I rewound, rewound. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> the YouTube Child video. Of the 90. I went back on, on the video and a little thing popped up with the timestamp that said most rewatched. Mm-hmm. YouTube knows. <laughs> So YouTube knows that everybody watches that little moment again. That little moment. <laughs> but while she's there and, de- you know, and getting to know Darcy and, and feeling a little better about him, you find out. And this is where kind of, kind of that interactive, if you check out other videos, this is where the Kitty videos come, or not the, the Lydia videos come into play. You know, she's mm-hmm. been, because Jane went off to do this other internship and, and Lizzie's been off doing her shadow things. Lydia's been home by herself and ends up spending time, more time with cousin Mary, who tries, I think, to be a sort of like calming force in Lydia's life mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. Well, because in the book, isn't Mary like always forgotten? Mary's always, she mostly wants to just stay home and practice piano. You figure like she's going to be the sister who just has absolutely no interest in ever getting married. She's mm-hmm. going to just mm-hmm. stay with her parents the whole time. And, you know, but in, yeah, in Lizzie... the 2005 version, there's a moment where Lydia's like, are you going to hold a ball, Mr. Bingley? And Mary goes, I think a ball is a perfectly irrational way to meet new people. Conversation <laughs> it, rather than dancing would be better. <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. like, come on, Mary. <laughs> but yeah. In the, in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, Lizzie makes multiple comments like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all the time. All the time. But Lydia, you know, is sort of angry, I think, a little bit at Lizzie and, you know, feeling alone and wants to have fun like she's young. And she ends up connecting with Wickham again. And you find this whole like they went off to what Vegas and mm-hmm. she she goes to Vegas for new. Well, OK. Rewind. It's Lydia's birthday. And for Lydia's birthday, and this is in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, for Lydia's birthday, she has a raucous party because she's turning 21. And Lizzie gives her a gift, and her gift is a book that's like a party girl's guide to becoming an adult or something like that. And she gets oh my gosh, pissed off because well, at first she thinks it's a joke, and then Lizzie's like, no, you know, like maybe it's time to like start taking life seriously and like becoming more responsible and all these things. And she gets really pissed off about it and is like you don't know me at all, you never listen to me, like, you know, just why are you judging me? And she, like, goes off on this thing about, like, oh, did you get dad a book about how to manage our finances better? And did you get a book for, you know, like, I forget what. And so, yeah, so they aren't speaking. And and sort of in retaliation, Lydia goes to Vegas for New Year's Eve and runs into George Wickham. And they start dating, and you see Lydia's videos of them like sort of together and you know the timeline sort of crash from Lydia's videos to 
where Lizzie is visiting Pemberley to find out that he convinced her, George convinced convinced Lydia Lydia. to do a sex tape. But eventually, you know, she doesn't want it released. And it's sort of this kind of revenge porn thing. Like he's going to release it online. And so Lizzie leaves Pemberley to go home and be with her family. In the book, it's Lydia is invited to go with some other people from the village to this to go to uh, Brighton and that's where Wickham's regiment ends up being and they cross paths there when none of the other family are with Lydia it's just this other friends of theirs and they run away and in the time period that they're in of course you know you know Mr. Bennett goes off you find out later that Darcy's the one who actually finds them in London and pays for the wedding and makes them get you know makes them get married, makes Wickham, you know, make an honest woman, quote unquote, out of Lydia. Oh, man. Don't get me started with that fucking phrase. But, <laughs> you know, it's 1820 you know, or whatever. I'm you, in the book. I know. But in this, it's, it's you know, it's the sex tape and, and Lydia's away from him and back with her family. And, you know, you're mostly seeing for a while Lizzie and Lydia sort of repairing their relationship and how Lydia's processing and coping with this idea that like it's going to come out at some point and then you find out that the site was taken down and, yeah, so and they don't was, know why what it was is hmm. like she never intended it for public consumption mm-hmm. that he convinced her to film them yeah and then like all of a sudden there was a website that was like with a countdown clock that was like subscribe to get youtube stars sex tape basically and so yeah while this countdown is going down they're all trying to figure out how to stop it basically right and dealing through all the emotional sides of things and and at first lizzie thinks when she first sees this lizzie thinks that like it was a mutual decision and then when she goes home and confronts lydia about it and is like what were you thinking the internet is forever and all this stuff and lydia's like what the fuck are you talking about and she finds <laughs> out and she yeah freaks out and it's you see lydia <sighs> finding out about the it's website horrible and it's, it's horrible the hardest one of the hardest episodes to watch yeah is that one and i think the video after where lydia's still trying to process it right because she like talks about all the, the actress that she gets played played Lydia having to go from this like very fun flighty person like the arc that her name is Mary Kate Wiles she's amazing she was great she's a great actress for that Mm -hmm. role Mm -hmm. yeah and she does a lot of web series now she and her partner and a lot of other people do a lot of web stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah. it got taken down and they don't know Mm -hmm. why or how so there's some of that Mm -hmm. reacting and they're just sort of like trying to get on with their life and this feels a little bit gossip girly but <laughs> <laughs> and and kind of and then it's sort of like does the thing is after right yeah yeah episode yeah, they 98 they find they find out that Darcy bought the company that was going to distribute the video and that the the company had had like had a contract with George for the video, and so they had all the copies. And so Darcy bought the company and shut it down, <laughs> basically. So, so then, of course, Lizzie's thinking, like, okay, is he just being nice? 
or is it what like does this mean? what does this yeah. mean is it because he, he's my friend or like are we friends though are we and friends like, yeah. like he hasn't yeah. messaged me since i left and then it's her birthday there charlotte's birthday as well they have a shared birthday it's their birthday and then and it's my birthday and it's their birthday <laughs> it's amelia's birthday also yes yeah march 17th <laughs> And then the knock at the door, we think it's Chinese food, and Charlotte goes to get it. And then torso of Darcy. Yep. And then the next video starts, and it's just Lizzie, and she's like, how are you? And like all this bullshit. And then she's like, I'm kidding. I wasn't going to leave you Two cameras. Sorry. It's just a talking head. Darcy's not on camera at that point. Right. How are you? What are you doing? I'm sorry. You didn't think I'd leave you hanging, right? I'm going to show you what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so it's just like her standing up and his torso. So it's like their torsos, basically. And she's like, "Um, I thought you were Chinese. Like, the food that they had ordered. Mm. And he was like, "Um, I can understand the confusion. (laughs) Like, he's like so confused and it's so funny he's trying to be like conversational but also going like what what (laughs) but yeah he shows up because we forgot an earlier uh, an earlier episode she calls him because she's like i suppose the mature thing to do is just to call him and ask why he did that and what like and to thank him and to like try to be friends or well, why haven't i heard from you since i left and she leaves this really awkward voicemail that's just like hey i um just called to chat so if you have a minute just call me back <laughs> and it's and then if she hangs up and she's like, Ooh, God. I think we've all had at least one voicemail where we've left that, where oh, we hang up the phone brother. and go, what did I just do? <laughs> yeah. What did I just do? Anyway. So she, he shows up and they sit down and he was like, so you called. And she's like, yeah, you could have just called me back. You didn't have to come here. And he's like, I had to see your face when I asked you why you called. And so they do this like back and forth and it is so great in this vlog setting because they're both sitting toward the camera. Yeah, it's like and, what what do you call and, it? Hey, actor in the group where you like cheat front? Is that what it is? Cheating. Yeah, yeah cheating. Yeah, they're cheating, cheating sort of you, like, to each turn. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it works really well because they're both anxious about this situation. Oh, and yeah. so like one will turn to the other and start speaking. But they can't, like, look at each other because they're just both so awkward in the situation. And they both have some, like, Jim in the office two-camera views as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> yeah. So so it's, like, basically... Because she was like, well, yeah, you said you loved me, like, six months ago, but... um a lot of things have changed. I got really mad at you. And then we became friends, kind of. But, like, so I don't know how you feel anymore. And, like, I don't know how I feel, but I do know how I feel. And so it's just, like, a lot of, like, them trying to, like, tiptoe around each other. And the facial expressions are just golden. They're just so good. And finally... 
finally they just kind of like stop and Darcy's like I still feel the same way I felt in the fall so if you just want to be friends like that's cool and, and in the middle of saying that she just like kisses him and you're like, on him. thank god woo <laughs> <laughs> so then they kiss and she goes does that clear some things up for you <laughs> and he says some I could use some further illumination on certain points however <laughs> And then they make out, and it is, Me is the fuck. hottest way to say "let's make out." <laughs> I so know, I have a like art print version of I could use some further illumination on my wall down in the downstairs family. <laughs> so um, when Steph and I got together, uh, y'all know the story for sure. But she like basically for the for those of you who are listening and don't know my my wife left my house because I tried to kiss her after she like tried to make it clear. And I was like, well, I want to shoot my shot because I will kick myself if I don't. And she left my house and then she drove back and she almost like tripped up my stairs and then she kissed me. And I was like, okay, but you understand that that doesn't be, that doesn't tell me anything really. Right. Like you have to be a bit like a, a touch more clear because I, you know, got bullied a ton as a kid. And <laughs> that's not funny, but. No, but like, like I'm, I'm specifically remembering like some girl like kissed me on a dare, and I thought that it meant more, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And she like, and like the dare wasn't just to kiss me; it was like to make me believe that she liked me. And Ugh. so I was like, "Oh, can we date it, or whatever?" And then the next day, she was like, "Oh yeah, worst. that wasn't really a thing." And I was like, "Oh cool," because I like literally flew, like I was like walking on air. Well, I rode my bike. I was like riding on air home, thinking that we were like a thing. So, uh, but that's that's uh, adorable and her. cute. But I totally related it. And yeah. she's, uh, I wish her the best. You know, <laughs> but it, it just. <laughs> I mean, I. This, I always feel like elaborating on this makes me sound like I'm being like arrogant or whatever, but it's like, I don't get anything by her not doing well, you know, yeah, like I know. I get doesn't, it. doesn't, doesn't uh, do me well to know that she's like doing I hope bad if she or has anything. Kids, so like, she doesn't allow them to, I mean, she wasn't the only stuff, one. I think that's just like a general thing that like kids did to oh, the quote unquote I had a moment kid, like that. You know? I was dared to oh, write a yep. love letter to my crush and then the friend took it and gave it to him. When I knew he didn't feel the same way, like I wasn't going to mm. make it awkward at school. She's the one who made it awkward. <laughs> Supposed friend of mine. <laughs> mm. Ugh, fucking kids. God damn. Oof. See? Telling you. So, yeah. <laughs> so they get together. Mm -hmm. Also, Bing shows back up and get he and Jane get back together. Well, but sort of. And this is where it's different. The adaptation, Bing actually, like, he can... Darcy convinces Bingley to come back and Bingley proposes to Jane and says, like, I'm sorry, and proposes before Darcy and Elizabeth actually start talking and figuring out their relationship. Mm -hmm. In this time, in the this adaptation, it is after, and Jane actually has a bit of a different character, or maybe it's not after, but it, but Jane... It's not after, yeah, but... But Jane does yeah. have a different character development in that mm -hmm. she kind of goes, okay, I'm... Yes, I still like you, but like you really hurt me and it's going to take time mm -hmm. and I'm not making you any promises mm -hmm. that this is a for sure thing. Like right. I need to follow my dream. Like you wanted to do this doctor thing or whatever. I want to do this. I'm going to LA or wherever it is. 
and doing my thing and you're gonna have to figure it out like she has a bit more of like this backbone and like i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. my life and you i we're gonna see if you fit into it right yeah she she had gotten a job in la but then with the whole lydia thing blew up she also came home Mm -hmm. and her boss told her if you leave there's not gonna be a job waiting for you and she then gets a job in new york so she's like i'm gonna move to new york and this is like right after she and bing have started like talking again and she's just like well this is my dream job like i'm gonna go and bing's like can i go with you because at first she's like do not ask me to stay i will not and he's like no i wasn't gonna ask you to stay i was gonna ask to go with you Mm, okay he was like he he had been in med school, but he had dropped out already. Like he mm-hmm. had dropped out long before. But of course, his sister blames Jane for him dropping out. Well, actually blames Lizzie more than Jane. But anyway, but Jane is like, okay, yeah, you can come to New York, but you have to get your own place and you have to get your own job. And like, you have to do your own thing because like, yeah again it's like i make no promises and like i like you and i want to see where this could go but now that you've got your head out of your ass and stop listening to other people about what you should do with your life because that was kind of the whole thing is he was in med school Mm -hmm. because his family told him to he broke up with jane because darcy and caroline told him to and what you sort of figure out later is that caroline probably tricked a friend into making it look like he and Jane had done something so that Darcy would see, so that Darcy would then go to Bing and be like, um, your girlfriend cheated on you? <laughs> but you get the feeling that, like, Jane, at the beginning of the series, would have been much more fully forgiving. And like, yes, yeah. let's figure it out. And so by the end of the series saying, yeah, I want to see where this goes. Let's, you can come to New York, but like, you're figuring out your life, I'm figuring out mine, and we'll see if we can make it work together. Is yeah. is a character arc for her. It's like a growth. Right. right. So yeah. And which, then yeah. Which I love. Lizzie. You know, I, I love that the character development is is different. Like the storyline right. is still very close to the novel, but the character development is mm-hmm. is so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like same with Lydia, is that like after this all blows over she like goes gets into counseling and like is figuring out her own shit and it's it's nice but yeah so after Darcy and Lizzie get together there's only a couple more episodes after that and it's basically just to wrap it up and say like hey this has been about a year now I've made a hundred episodes I think it's time to do something else I'm graduating and part of her her shadowing other companies is that she then writes a business plan for her own company mm-hmm. and decides well, to open her. Yeah. Darcy does offer that she could come work for him. And she mm-hmm. was like, no. Yeah. I don't want to be the girl that dates the boss. <laughs> mm, yeah. And she goes, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to be your competitor instead. Right. Cause at first he's <laughs> like, Oh, you're going to go work for one of my competitors. And she's like, well, I thought maybe I'd become one of your competitors. <laughs> that's funny but decides to move to san francisco to start her company there so that they can be in the same place at least 
Aww. And that's kind of where it ends. Well, it, it does sort of like go off because Gigi, who's done all the Pemberley digital videos on that channel, Darcy's sister, she's going off to this town, which is where they yeah. do the Sanditon, the unfinished Austin novel. They actually rework the plot to put Gigi in it, which is not like it's a whole different cast of characters in the Austin novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Gigi's also trying to like figure out her stuff, <laughs> yeah, and where she wants her career to go. So right, because yeah, she does a she does a few a handful of videos for the Pemberley channel about like an app that they're developing. So like trying it out and showing it off, and through that uses it to. It's funny because when I was watching them, like I feel like the big thing about it was that it like records, edits, and uploads videos, but it also has like calling and messaging and okay. like video calling. And like it it seems really quaint sort of now when you're watching it, but I was like, I feel like maybe in 2012 this would have been kind of a big deal, actually. Yeah. But through that, she helps them figure out how to she she helps them find George, which is how Darcy buys the company that the tape is at. So it's like all sort of connected. And because she had once dated and was screwed over by George, Darcy doesn't want her to help because he doesn't want to stir up. He wants to be the protective big brother. Yeah. But she wants to help because she's like, we need to take this fucking guy down, basically. Like, and she eventually does get in contact with him and he's like, I'm hiding out. I'm as upset about this as everybody else is. Somebody stole the tape. Like, I can't believe it. I can't imagine what Lydia's going through. And you're like, if you cared, you'd be there for her. Not Mm -hmm. hiding, you dick. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah. But yeah, it it eventually ends. And then I want to say about a year after it ends, they did a couple of videos as a sort of like check in on everybody kind of but they frame it as lizzie's former professor in school has asked her to answer some questions that the student that her students have about like what she does and but yeah a lot of the the questions end up being more personal than about her business startup are you and darcy still together Right. Well, uh, it's funny because yeah. she's like flipping through these cards of questions that she got, and she's like, "A lot of these are about Darcy." I can't believe you let these come to me, Doctor Gardner. Oh no, this one's from you. And have you been talking to my mother? And what I imagine the question is from her professor is, "Are you engaged yet?" <laughs> so yeah. So then she asks Darcy if he'll be in the video. Oh. And they just kind of talk about, like, their relationship, but, like, just very briefly. Um, And she sort of says, like, yeah, Gigi's doing very well in Sanditon. And we visited her a couple times. And Jane Mm -hmm. and Bing are fine in New York. And, like, these Yeah, it's just these cute little, like, postscript or, like, epilogues. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I was going to mention is that there's actually two books that go with this as well. One book is called The Secret Diary of Lizzie Bennett, which is set during the videos. And so it is kind of the stuff that was too personal or too 
revealing or whatever that she didn't want to put in the videos. So Darcy's whole letter is in the book. There are other things that are in the book. I read it, but it was a really long time ago. I actually listened to the audiobook because the the actress who played Lizzie voiced the audiobook. Okay. Ashley Clemens, who uh, is also a great actress. In fact, Amelia and I watched a movie together that Ashley was in where I think the plot was she and her boyfriend were going to go on this big trip, but then they broke up, but she needed to find a guy with the exact same name because it was non-refundable tickets. And so okay. there's a moment Which doesn't where it work, but no, but the guy, <laughs> the guy who played Darcy is one of the guys with that name that she goes to see. It's not the one that ends up traveling with her, but you get this moment of seeing Dan. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Ashley together in, in this movie as well. Yeah, just for like a brief cameo, <laughs> essentially. Mm, okay. Yeah. Daniel Vincent Gord, he uh, also does a lot of web stuff and, and other things. And the actress who played Jane, mm-hmm. actually, a lot of people might recognize her as Raj's uh, girlfriend, the redheaded girlfriend. I now forget her name. Uh, on Big Bang on Theory. Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the actress who played Cousin Mary is actually Kaylee Cuoco's sister. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And she was on The Voice. Yep. Yeah. Brianna. Brianna? I don't know. Coco. Yep. I've seen Julia Cho, who plays Charlotte, in some commercials or like just well, we, Fitz like was in one a commercial line. too. Fitz is in Fitz is actually in the new show Alaska Daily with Hilary Swank. Oh. And he has a pretty big role in it, actually. I started watching that because I thought it looked interesting, and then I was like, Who <laughs> hey, is that? Why do hey. I know that? Because he doesn't have the you. big fro that he has in <laughs> In Lizzie Bennett. So at first I was like, who is that? Why do I know him? So yeah, occasionally you see them like in different things. But yeah, I would say Jane. Um, can't think of what her name is. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. She she's probably had the most success in like commercial, like not commercials acting, but just like TV, I guess acting. But yeah, and then there's a second book about Lydia. And it's set after. I think it's set even, like, not even immediately after. And I've read that, too. And I, if I remember right, I think in that, through the, through the course of getting therapy, she decides that that's what she wants to do. So she finally gets out of community college and, and goes to, because she was, throughout the series, she's in community college. And you can tell that she's been there a long time because her parents are, like, you need to be in school and she's not really taking it very seriously. So she has to retake stuff and like, anyway. So yeah. So she starts going to school for that. And then I think she does some sort of like internship or something in New York. Cause like she stays with Jane. And I think at that point, Jane and Bing are t- like living together. If I remember right. But it's been a really long time since I read those books. So yeah, it's this like fully fleshed out world. And yeah. And how many times, Amelia, do you think that we have watched collectively episode 98? (laughs) So episode 98 is the episode with Darcy and Lizzie kissing. (laughs) 
And most of okay. the videos have less than a million views. Like most of the Lizzie Bennett videos have, Interesting. have less than a million okay. views. That video has 1.7 million views. Ah, uh, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> and we account for half of that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I remember introducing this to Jenny and saying, like, we have to watch this. And so one summer we watched this. Well, because you have the DVDs, so we literally could mm-hmm. just go through quickly, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we watched that, and the Guthrie Theater here was doing Pride, uh, a staged version of Pride and Prejudice. So we went and saw that, and uh-huh. Jenny made me watch the movie and the Colin Firth miniseries. I mean... It was our summer of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> it was our, but... And I read the book, and I will say, I like this story, but I like this miniseries the best. Okay. I am... I appreciate the stories that Jane Austen tells. I don't necessarily love the language. So and I will say, when I this, read, but and I'm for those who obviously can't see me on camera, I have a copy of Pride and Prejudice in my hands. Mm-hmm. This was one of those early purchases, you know, when it was like wanting to go to the bookstore and going, oh, I should read a classic and grabbing it. And I had this book for years and I tried reading it and I literally was kind of going like it feels like she takes 12 pages to describe someone taking a bite of soup like mm-hmm. I, I I could not get into it and it wasn't until I think high school or college that I finally reread and it's it's like I said I finally noticing like I told you about chapter 11 of like these little moments of of her going like mm-hmm. oh I kind of feel sorry that I'm about to crush him like mm-hmm. appreciating these little inner monologue moments where Lizzie's being very observational about something that mm-hmm. I've I've become I got to appreciate at that point the actual way that Jane Austen wrote, mm-hmm. and it was then after that that I've started actually reading her other novels. I haven't finished reading all of them. I've seen an adaptation of most of her novels. I've seen a couple adaptations, film adaptations of Mansfield Park. I've seen several film or stage adaptations of Emma, Sense and Sensibility, of course. I think one adaptation of Northanger Abbey. So, you know, I, I appreciate all of, all of Austin's work at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Lizzie Bennet Diaries is just up there as one of, like, my favorite adaptations because they, they did such a good job at focusing on how the characters are and how they interact and then making what I think were smart changes for the character development while still holding so true to the base architecture of the storyline, mm-hmm. you know, and just all these little great moments, these little lines, you know, of Jane of like, everyone deserves tea, <laughs> like being a thing and describing Darcy as an agoraphobic lobster. And it's like mm-hmm. these little moments that fans get to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she calls him a robot at one point. And a newsie. Because... A newsie, yes. This costume theater is him in a newsboy cap and a bow tie. Yeah. Because she saw him dress like that one time. One time, one time he wore a newsie cap. That's in like the epilogue videos. Like somebody asks him if he still wears a newsboy cap and a bow tie. And he's like, not mm-hmm. that often. And Lizzie's in the background going like, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> he totally. No, he does it all the time. He Absolutely. Does. And it's cute too because her desk behind her has a teddy bear with a newsboy cap and a little bow tie on it. Oh, okay. so you know it's become nice like little... this cute little couple thing for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> I mean, I love the series, but I love him. <laughs> I think this this adaptation and I think probably and I know some people don't love it I never really got super into the 95 Colin Firth Jennifer Ely adaptation I've seen it a couple of times but you know it's not my favorite I really do love the 2005 Kira Knightley Matthew McFadden version I I especially think just like the the tone the way the director chose the the production the lighting this the you know com- the music composing behind it it sets the right tone for the show for me. And I really, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like the ad, the portrayals of Darcy in both that and the Lizzie Bennet diaries are so similar in many ways mm-hmm. sure. and just feel really true to how I perceive Darcy when I read the novel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Colin Firth can pull it off because Colin Firth has a very like kind of normal guy, awkward quality about him. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like almost too Hollywood or something. But like I think something, his portrayal of Darcy know. to me is there's too much of like looking like he feels comfortable, yeah, mm, like too okay. confident in the situation. And right. like the first moment you meet Darcy in the 2005 version, like is at this country dance, and like from the minute he comes on screen, it's just this like feeling of like oh he doesn't he wants to be home alone like he does yep. not want to be here right now mm-hmm. like he's trying to he's he's an introvert in this setting where he's like i am now the focus of attention like mm-hmm. that's the vibe and yeah. you get that off of the lizzie bennett diaries darcy a bit as well of like yes i'm in this position where i like i run a company and i know that like i have this standing but like i don't want to be here (laughs) yeah yeah so so anyway that's your (laughs) long-winded lizzie bennett diaries appreciation yes so (laughs) i definitely appreciated it that's for sure like it was a lot of fun to hear y'all talk about this it sounds very interesting i've never read pride and prejudice so I have like a, a a basic understanding of what was going on, but like, mm-hmm. well, I would no, say if really... you want like a quick, a faster viewing, the 2005 movie version covers the story it's... in a movie length time period, which Lizzie right. Bennet Diaries uh-huh. is not. Does not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I... what I gathered from the telling, and I was it's like, y'all didn't short even give videos, me, like, but it's detail. a lot of them. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> you said a hundred, so I was like, okay. There's 152 videos that I put on a playlist on YouTube so that I can watch it through, which includes yeah. like Lydia's and the Pemberley, right? Right, because there's a mm-hmm. hundred Lizzie Bennett videos plus I don't know, like ten Q and A videos. Sure. And then like six Pemberley ones and like twenty Lydia videos or something like that. I didn't include the Better Living with Collins and Collins videos because they are boring as fuck. <laughs> I get why they did them because they talk mm-hmm. about it a few times. Sure. But they're 
boring. But yeah, I yeah, I decided to rewatch it this week in anticipation of of this recording and uh had, was maybe a little over halfway through yesterday when I got out of class. I had I have class on Saturday mornings and so I had from noon to about 4:30 open yesterday and I was like, well, I just need to knock this out. Yeah, it took the entire time to watch what was left. <laughs> so, so I just I, sat I on my it, couch for like five hours just like watching this thing. So I think it might clock in longer than the Colin Firth miniseries. Oh, yeah, I think actually. so. So they really yeah. do get a lot of details. So, yeah, if anyone is curious, they just want like the, the shortened, the shortest but good version. Watch the 2005 movie. If you want yeah. a little more in depth, the 95 version's good. And then mm-hmm. if you really want modern and long, but you can watch it in snippets, Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Absolutely yeah. great. Or, you know, if you really want to know, I can tell you which videos to skip. Because there's a lot yeah. of videos at the beginning <laughs> that are just like, can we get to Darcy, please? Like, it just... Yeah, like I said, episode 60, guys. Yeah. yeah. 60 and it is a slog. <laughs> it is a slog. I mean, they're good, but they don't get as... They get better once he shows up. And so... Yeah, it's a bit of a slog, <laughs> which is why it took me most of the week to get that far. And then I watched the rest of it really fast. <laughs> Just like, gotta go. Gotta go. Uh, Move it. Yep. So, yeah, I was supposed to <laughs> I was supposed to stop by Jenny's house on my way to my evening plans yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I rewatched episode 98 too many times and I don't have time to stop at your house anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. She literally copped to, to not just that she was watching these and lost track of time. She literally rewatched 98 too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Which also has, a, if you rewind sections, it also has a YouTube most, most rewatched <laughs> section little note. Obviously. So, anyway. Well, yeah. Any other thoughts, questions, concerns about no my well No questions, well-being, really. Anything? <laughs> no, no, no. No concerns about your well-being. It's great. But yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend. Yeah. You know, so. Well, cool. So with that, that was fun. Not like a, let me steal you for a minute. Like, not that kind of like, well, that was a lot of fun, you guys. Can we do literally anything else? Like, not that kind of. That was. That was a good time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like, like no, that was interesting is like totally like, you know what the fuck just happened. Like, everybody is kind of like, oh, that was fucked. But yeah. and someone's like, that was a fun time. Should we do something else? So you're just like, oh, you're trying to be polite. Okay, I see what that is. <laughs> But you can find us at uh, A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on the Instagram. And you can add at gmail.com and put it into your email client or browser du jour. And then you can send us stuff there if you want to. Unless you were trying to tell us that we won a cooler or a or a power bank, in which case we don't believe you. Get out of here. Um, we don't want it. And then you can find you can find me at A Black Sparrow on the Twitter. I don't tweet that much anymore. On the Instagram, I don't post that much anymore. On the TikTok, I haven't posted in a very long time. At jerkrobinson.com, <laughs> that'll be updated shortly. And twitch.tv slash ablacksparrow, I try to stream at least once a week there. You can find Amelia at ShakeMeesWorld on uh, the Instagram. I don't think she's on Twitter anymore. So there you go on that front. And Jenny, where can people find you if you want to be found? Mostly, I mean, I don't post much anywhere, but 
more of it is on Instagram, uh, Ms. underscore JLM. Lovely. With that being said, I didn't make up a theme song for it, but this is Amelia and Jenny. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy kids on the internet, and I show it to y'all with very little context. I didn't put the context in here. It does have some. Okay. There you go. Enjoy. No! <laughs> I don't even know what I just watched. Well, you just uh, sold yourself out as having not listened to the podcast in a while, but no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't shame anybody. So many. It's so many to listen to. I know it's fine. I'm. I honestly am not shaming anybody for that. It's just as a funny joke. <laughs> sure. Do you want to explain this? Because I don't know if I can. <laughs> You're that? supposed to explain it. That's the whole bit. Like, what was that turned into? Okay, so it was all I want for Christmas is you, but set to that fucking sex song. <laughs> the f- what? So there's this Reddit post that went around. Where this guy talks about is it was it an "Am I the asshole?" post? I think it might have been. It was basically like this guy was like, "Am I the asshole for insisting that my girlfriend and I have sex to this playlist that I've made?" Because basically, it was like because there's this one particular song that I use for rhythm, which is just like. <laughs> A whole we'll find we'll find the oh. episode in which we talk about it, uh Jenny, and we'll send it to you so wow. you can um, shoot that okay. to the top of your list. And and, and yeah, and so then he shared a lot. You, yeah, it, it was a lot and <laughs> a lot of jokes around the internet based off of this this MIA. Yeah, because then post. you go you he links the song and you go to the song and it's that. Which what kind not of the all I want for Christmas that? is you part, just the song. Which, yeah, hold on just a second. the song. I'll send it. <laughs> but like, oh, so it's basically just like noises, yeah, tones put together. It's not like a whole. Yeah, it sounds like dolphins or something. <laughs> like just, <laughs> but like again, the song is horrible. Wow. Okay. But it's worse when you think of Here it in go. the context go, of Jenny. sex because, like, what kind of you. rhythm is that? I just sent it to you, time coded <laughs> on Facebook. So go ahead and give that a listen for a bit. Ooh, yeah, will um, do. So this has been this is <laughs> yeah. not only was that a thing that we talked about on one podcast, but this is what the like third time I've had a "What the fuck is this?" that has is a joke about it. <laughs> I will say, I think my favorite is the guy that, and I don't know if this was a "What the fuck" or if it was just something you shared with me at one point. But the guy who said that he listened to that song so many times that his parent was was now yes. making that sound. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. And he linked a clip of his bird making that sound and somebody put, put a music video together of the bird like yes. substituting in the bird for the Yeah, it's that's my favorite. <laughs> This one is, oh, 
god i i always say this that i'm like i should really post the video of me reacting to this i really should this time because yeah we should find it some at some point i I don't think i'm not sure we even keep that but oh no we don't we don't have it unfortunately i don't think the original i think unfortunately that is gone so you may have to try and recreate that oh i can't i know but just know that I took off my glasses and like put my hands over my face and just <laughs> died a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, enjoy that, people. <laughs> mhm. But yeah, I guess otherwise that's pretty much all we have for you this week. So, I guess with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick and Tune in next week when you tell you how to get the confidence to be sick just after having been actually sick. Okay, bye. Um, we don't have an episode next week, so You're right. You should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. Same same Amelia time, same Sherrick channel. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>